Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. I'm Michael Fabiano, joined alongside Graham Barfield. And every time I see Graham, I'm so jealous of that hair. I'm sorry. This kid's got phenomenal hair. Eddie, you actually have great hair, too. Eddie Murphy behind the glass. So uh, I'm just here. Being jealous of everybody's cool hair. Fabs, we went with the Yankee hat today. So I know, well, dude. I mean, podcast. Shot. I'm lazy, dude. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's you know, mi- miracle grow. Get some miracle grow. Just pop it on your head. I kind of feel like that'll <laughs> just be the end of any hair that I have if I try to do that. Um, first off, I want to congratulate Marcus Grant, who yes. uh, is now a proud papa. Quentin Alexander Grant. That kid is destined to be a president with that name. Fantastic name. Yeah. Fantastic, strong name. So, Marcus, we're thinking of you. God bless. Uh, very happy for you. Hopefully, we'll be seeing you back here very soon. Uh, big show today. We're going to have Giants tight end Evan Ingram come on and talk about uh, the Odell Beckham Jr. trade, fantasy football, amongst other topics. That should be fun. But let's start off with today's headlines. Let's do the news. I'm not going to say I saw this coming, Graham, but I saw this coming. Jordan Howard traded to the Philadelphia Eagles in what a lot of people think was a steal. This guy over the last couple of seasons is third in rushing yards, and he got traded for a sixth-round pick that could be a fifth-round pick. Uh, Absolute steal for the Eagles. What are your thoughts on this trade? Once again, Howie Roseman pulls off another fantastic trade where he f- trades a basically a low percentage chance of a, you know this pick hitting yeah. an established veteran. He, d- he does it every year. He does it every year. Look, I mean, Jordan Howard was great his rookie season. Uh, yep. Averaged 5.2 yards per carry. I think was second in the NFL in rushing that year behind Zeke. But since then, he's kind of leveled off. Yep. Uh, 36 in yards after contact and 53rd in missed tackles forced over the last years among 60 qualified running backs. Howard is what he is. Look, he's not a pass-catching running back. Mm-hmm. He's probably not going to play very many snaps for the Eagles. They will continue to rotate their running backs, and Howard will play you know, his 25, 30 snaps. But on those snaps, he's going to get the rock. Um, yep. yep. How do we how do we feel about? It? I mean, my initial my initial read is he's like a high end RB three there for for the Eagles. I think we've been wanting to shoehorn in a good running back 
right. with the Eagles for a long time, and it's just not happened. It, it's going to be a committee uh, to, to a point because he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield. You know, Corey Clement is, is clearly still going to be in the mix there. Wendell Smallwood's still in the mix there as well. Uh, I have Jordan Howard at 27 at running back right now. So that's that's a flex starter. Yeah, that's a flex starter. The good news is early down work, goal line work. He will be the favorite for both of those uh, in Philadelphia. So this is a good move for his fantasy value because the Bears did acquire Mike Davis, who also sees an uptick in value now, too, because he will take on the, quote, Jordan Howard role in Chicago. Bears could still take a running back, but they only have four picks up yes. in the upcoming draft. And I think mm-hmm. the earliest one is at 86 overall. So technically, yeah, they could still take a shot on their third round running back there. But um, yeah. It's it might it's kind of looking like it might be Mike Davis and Dre Cohen going yep. into this. Game. And clearly, no brainer. Cohen is uh, the better of the two from a fantasy perspective. He's going to be a a high end flex starter uh, or a low end RB two, which actually is sort of a downgrade from the numbers he actually put up last season because he was a top fifteen running back in PPR leagues. Moving on, sticking with the running back theme, Isaiah Crowell. This is such a Raiders move. Signs with the Raiders. I kind of I kind of thought this was was going to happen as well he was out there arguably the best free agent running back out there we don't know what's going on with Marshawn Lynch Doug Martin's a free agent so he'll come in and you would think lead a committee situation although I don't know that this precludes the Raiders from taking someone like Josh Jacobs in the draft right now Crowell would be the favorite Uh, I have him as an RB4 RB5 type in that offense predicting what the Raiders are going to do has been um I think hard to say the least. I have no idea if they're done at running back. Um, I guess they could roll into the year with with Crowell and Jalen Richard as that one-two punch. That doesn't sound too bad. But again, the Raiders have three first-round picks. We have no idea what they're going to do. Jacobs, and, you know, I get it. You know, the running back class is not super strong. But there are some guys out there that, you know, maybe you wait a couple of rounds, and and we're going to talk about some of these guys too. Uh, You know, like a Daryl Henderson from Memphis who's explosive. Maybe the Raiders go in that direction. I don't know if they're going to take a first-round pick. MJD, our pal Maurice Jones-Drew, has the Raiders taking Jacobs in the first round in his latest mock draft. So we'll see. But right now, Crowell, uh, a late-round flyer. My pal C.J. Anderson lands with the Detroit Lions. And I think this is a good move because C.J. is now going to fill that LeGarrette Blunt role, in quotes. Um, and on Johnson is still going to be the lead dog there. I don't know that this move hurts his value all that much. They were going to bring someone else in. C.J., a veteran who can clearly still be a productive player. We saw that last year at the end of the season with the Los Angeles Rams. So C.J. is going to be a late-round pick. I don't think it really hurts on's value. But now, what do the Rams do? Because you you match the offer Malcolm to Brown. Detroit for Malcolm Brown. Uh there are so many mock draft folks out there that have the Rams taking a running back at the end of the first round. MJD actually has them taking Damian Harris out of Alabama. Uh, Peter Schrager had him taking Miles Sanders out of Penn State. I don't know. We'll see what happens. The Rams have to do something at running back. It appears it won't be C.J. Anderson. I, I think I'm a little bit more hesitant to say this does not hurt. Uh, carry on, Johnson, the UR. Um the Lions over the last five years have basically been one of the lowest volume rushing teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They've been bottom 12 in rush attempts per game in that span. They're 29th in red zone rush attempts over the last five years, too. This has just not been a conducive environment for fantasy points for their running backs. Now you add C.J. Anderson, who, look, I mean, he had a career resurgence. I'm not necessarily buying he's going to go out and rush for behind over, a really good, over behind a really good rushing offensive line. Correct. I mean, so now it's it's a huge downgrade. Sean McVay to Daryl Bevel is um, it's monumental. <laughs> it's a monumental scheme yep. change. Yeah. 
I they'll give him his touches, but again, like now carry on Johnson's got to compete for goal line work with Anderson. Yep. Yeah, Riddick's gonna be involved on passing downs. See, I had carry on as like an RB two, RB three, and I'm not really gonna move him. Uh, I will not be drafting carry so. on Johnson this year. There you go. Okay. Big words from Graham. I probably will not because he's gonna be he, KJ's out of his mix. He's gonna probably be one of those guys that gets pushed into the fifth, sixth round due to hype, and that's just not somebody well, I that, typically yeah. like to invest in in fantasy. Right. You you don't want to overdraft a guy who could be potentially losing touches to to a veteran back that uh, has been signed in the offseason. Next up, uh Duke Johnson wants a trade. Uh okay, yeah. Like, <laughs> we saw this coming. I, I can tell you uh from from a source that I have who's a, who's a, who's a damn good source that um, Duke Johnson is going to be gone, whether it's before the draft or during the draft. And um, th- this is potentially a situation here where Duke just doesn't fit in with what Freddie Kitchens wants to do in this offense. And we saw that last season because when Kitchens came in, you know, Duke wasn't much of a, of an option. It was basically all Nick Chubb. You've got Kareem Hunt in the mix there. So uh, put you on the spot here, Graham. A couple of good landing spots for Duke Johnson, assuming he is going to be traded, and I would be shocked if he's not. I would say the Eagles, but obviously they just flipped yeah. flipped a late-round pick for Howard. Yep. Man. How about – so I've heard the Cowboys. That doesn't make the, any sense. I've heard the Cowboys, which is odd because Zeke just had 77 catches. I was kind of That seems odd to me. I was kind of thinking the Chargers because, I mean, Melvin Gordon's coming off a huge year where he mm-hmm. is – I mean, he's their workhorse, but, I mean, they, they need another kind of – Pass catching back. I mean, Austin Eckler is a good little player, but uh, for more depth there with the Chargers, I, honestly, man. What about Oakland? Oakland again. I just, I mean, Oakland. You never know what they're going to do. Right. So of course, they're in the mix. The thing is, is like Duke Johnson is not going to fetch much more than like a fifth or sixth round pick. So whatever team that does acquire him, it's going to be for a low cost. And you well, hell, I mean, Jordan Howard for a sixth. Yeah. That could be a fifth. What, di- are, what are, are you going to get for Duke Johnson? The, the difference is, is obviously Duke Johnson can play on passing downs. Jordan Howard yep. cannot. Yep. That's a mm-hmm. huge difference. And I yep. think sharp teams know that. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I, I I think more to the point, though, if Duke is gone, week one, we get Nick Chubb like for eight games with basically no competition for right. touches. Uh, yeah, sign me up for that. Get please. Yeah. And then we'll all have to. Start. We'll see about Kareem Hunt. Being concerned once uh, Kareem Hunt is uh, is on his way back from that eight game suspension. Uh, final bit of news: another running back news. Uh, Jay Gruden quote: "It's a great dilemma to have Adrian Peterson and Darius guys. Maybe for you, not for us, dude. Okay, like so. So you know, Darius is a good buddy of mine, and the the rehab's going great, and he's really excited that they retained Peterson because they've become really good friends. They've worked out in the offseason together. Like to me." I mean, Darius is still the running back to own in Washington. And I feel like Peterson, he rushed for 1,000 yards last season. You know, I, I get it. He was wicked inconsistent, but he did rush for 1,000 yards last season. Still a really good guy with, in terms of yards after contact as well. Uh, Geis is still the player that I want off of that off of that roster. But I can see how fantasy owners maybe are a little less excited about him with Peterson back and uh, and guaranteed to see at least some of that workload. Again, this is the same kind of situation. Carry on. Yeah, same situation we just talked about with the Lions. Let's not forget about Chris Thompson, too. When he's healthy, he's going to play passing snaps now. Chris Thompson, I mean, boy, if he could ever keep it together in terms of his health, because he is a very good pass catcher. Very good pass catcher. Geis, look, he's he's still only 21 years old, which is crazy Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. This is not a good running back, uh, rookie running back class. The the Redskins are done at at running back. Again, this is just going to be a trio where... 
where do we project Geis to is he is he going to get 15 to 18 touches per game on the ground because if he is then he'll be a fine RB2 but again if Thompson's involved in the passing game if they're going to keep Peterson on the field a few snaps per game it's just it, it it's one of those things where you just you love the player you want to be invested yep. in it but Again, it's just it's could be so a good, hard to find the opportunity. Could there. be a, a good buy low player in dynasty leagues, but I will tell you this: the Redskins are going to have to run the ball a lot because right now they're going to try. They're, I mean, I mean, they, what what is that? What is their their offense at this point in terms of the pass attack? I mean, you're looking at Josh Doxson, you're looking at Richardson. They will draft Jamison Crowder's. With they the, will draft a receiver. They, I mean, they, they they certainly have to. They have to. I mean, so. They didn't do anything in free agency. Now, that's because, honestly, there wasn't much to do in free agency. I mean, there's a lot of guaranteed money thrown mm-hmm. around, and they have a lot of guaranteed money uh, rolled up in Alex Smith's contract, unfortunately. But, yeah, I would be shocked if Washington did not take a receiver. Bottom line here is the Redskins are going to likely not be a very good team. And, oh, and, they haven't been a very good team in, tw- in, while, in so 2019. And um, they're going to have to lean on the run, uh, which is which is good news for Darius Geis. But the bad news is that uh, a committee situation looks like it's Pretty inevitable there in our nation's capital. And that was the news. That was the news. Right, let's stick with the running back theme of the show here uh, before we get Evan Ingram in to, uh, to talk about the Giants and uh, the 2019 season. Now, the draft is, is coming up. I mean, it's... First week of April, dude. I mean, it's like flying by here as it does every single year. And the running back position has been very fruitful over the last few years when it comes to the NFL draft. We've seen some stars emerge immediately like Zeke Elliott, like Saquon Barkley. I mean, it's a long list over the last four or five years. This year's class is not as talented, let's put it that way. It's not as deep. But there are some guys that I feel like we should talk about. And and one of them is Josh Jacobs, who I've already mentioned. And he is the consensus best running back in the 2019 class. And there were some people out there, in fact, there were a lot of people out there who projected him to the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round. Now that's not going to happen because of the Jordan Howard trade. Uh, best fantasy fit for me would be the Raiders, as I mentioned. Where do you like Josh Jacobs to go? I kind of like the Bucks. Um, Bucks too, yeah. The yeah. Bucks are going, but the thing is, they're not going to take him in the first round. Of course. So I don't know if he goes in the first round, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of I have this theory, like back in February at the combine. I don't know if we'll see a running back go in the first round. I again, I don't know if we'll see a running back go in the first like forty picks. Jacobs is the only one that that will that will make that list. I've been kind of shoehorning him in for the Bucks for a while now just because Ronald Jones, I mean, I was not a Ronald Jones fan coming out. I'm still not a Ronald Jones <laughs> fan. Uh, Peyton Barber is Peyton Barber. Um, he would immediately go in and give them even more juice. I mean, yep. that's that's just what the Bucks need, right, is another super, like, fun, like, pass catching. Yeah, I, I mean, that, to me, that's the best fantasy fit. From a reality perspective, I don't know that he'll last into the second round, but it could happen. It could happen. It, it could happen, and if that does happen, yeah. and he does land in Tampa Bay... I mean, you're looking at an RB2 right out of the gate from a fantasy perspective. Not an RB1, but uh, clearly would be the favorite to be the so starter if, in Tampa Bay for Bruce Arians. If he does last until the like late first round, are there any teams in the back half of that first round area that would meet, obviously drafting in the back half of the first round, they're better teams. Mm-hmm. Are there any teams that you think that back there could potentially? Uh, the Raiders. Oh, 
Like yeah. that. I mean, that's that's the first one that comes to mind is the Raiders because yeah. they have a need there. Uh, Isaiah Crowell is not a long term fit for that team. We don't know what's going on with Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Jalen Richard is a pass catching running back. He's not a guy that you can lean on as a as a featured back. So that. I, I've again, I've seen it a million times and I still don't buy it, but there are a lot of people out there that are projecting a running back to go to the Rams at the end of the first round as well. I, I, I don't see it. Maybe it's just the fantasy football analyst in me that doesn't want that. But I would say the Raiders at the end of the first round would yeah. be a good fit for Jacobs. But if he does last into the second round and the Buccaneers have a chance to get him, that, my friends, would be a, a tremendous fit. David Montgomery is another player that fantasy fans need to keep tabs on. This is a guy out of Iowa State who rushed for over 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns, also had 22 catches. Uh, our Lance Zerline comparison to Kareem Hunt. And I would love to see him go to the Buffalo Bills, second or third round pick. Why? Because LaShawn McCoy and Frank Gore, a combined 67 years old. That's old, Eddie. Okay? Fest me for a running back. Well, maybe not Frank Gore, but still, these dudes are up there. David Montgomery has got the tools to be a three down back in the NFL and you put him in Buffalo dynasty league gem 2020 starter uh, and a guy who you put in there with with Josh Allen add some pieces at wide receiver which they've done this offseason and suddenly Montgomery could end up being very interesting from a fantasy perspective maybe not 2019 but moving forward. That that Lance, uh, I love Lance, but man, that is an aggressive comp. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. That is yep. that is a little little too rich for my blood. Um, Bills would be a good fit, but again, I mean, knowing what the Bills are going to do at the running back position has kind of been a bizarre. I know, but this is all this is all pie in the sky fantasy football. This is me hoping and praying these things happen because I was from a fantasy perspective, they'd make a lot of sense. I was kind of thinking the Texans for for uh, yeah. I company. see. Okay, I, and and the Texans are another team that, and, and we could talk about that too. They're they're certainly in the market. They lost Alfred Blue, which they lost Alfred Blue. Uh, Deont- Deonta Foreman coming off an Achilles. You never know what's going to happen with a player coming off of such a serious injury. Lamar Miller is still there and will be the featured back in, in 2019. At least we project that. But, yeah, the Texans are a team that could be in the Te- mix for a running back. Texans could also be in the mix for Josh Jacobs. If we do think he goes in that back half of the first round, they pick 23rd. And then I think they have two back-to-back second-round picks, like in mm-hmm. the 50 area. Uh, Texans could definitely be on the move. This is this is Lamar Miller's final year of his deal too, so he will yep. be an unrestricted free agent. I think the, the Texans need help in the defensive backfield first. Well, and, and so I think what the Texans are going to be looking to do yeah. is steal a guy like Daryl Henderson, for example. They, from Memphis. they need offensive line help, but pretty much every also team, yes. pretty much every team in the NFL yep. needs offensive yeah. line help. Uh, another player, Damian Harris, who split carries at Alabama last season with Josh Jacobs, uh, a player who, hey, I mean, listen, he's not Le'Veon Bell, but he's a player who did catch uh, 20 passes, 22 passes last season out of the backfield, averaged six yards per carry, nine touchdowns on the ground. And if the Buccaneers don't get Jacobs, I think this could be a good fit for them in the second or third round. Um yeah, I, I I haven't really uh, dug in too much on Damian Harris yet. I have not gotten to his yards created yet. But one of my favorite fits that I have right now, that this is total pie in the sky. I actually have two. I want to see Dar- uh, Darrell Henderson go to the Eagles. They've got to have a explosive. They've been wanting to have an explosive pass catching running back for quite some time. They've tried to make it happen with Dar- uh, Darren Sproles. Um, he had a fantastic career, but he's at the end, yep. of, end of the line. 
Corey Clement's kind of an inconsistent player. I would love to see Darrell Henderson go to the Eagles. And my, my, my favorite one right now, and this probably won't happen just because I mentioned it at the top of the show, the Bears don't have not a lot of draft equity. They have the 87th overall pick. That is actually their first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. But I really want to see Miles Sanders there. Mm-hmm. I really, really want to see Miles Sanders there. I, the Bears are... You low. just want to throw a wrench into our yeah. Mike Davis and Tariq Cohen backfield, huh? The Bears are freaking loaded. I mean, their defense is basically signed through 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, their offensive line is set. Mitchell Drubisky's on a rookie contract. Really, there are not many holes on this on this team. I mean, I, I genuinely think the Bears have a top three or four roster in the NFL. They could... They could they have three, you know, three picks, third, fourth, fifth round. Yep. They could draft a running back, and I would, I would hope. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It's Miles Sanders. Yeah, Sanders out of uh, Penn State. Yep. Who uh, had to follow in the footsteps of, <laughs> heck, I, the best, the best running back to come out of the league. Well, since I guess Ezekiel Elliott, but he's coming off the best rookie season any running back has ever had from a fantasy perspective. So uh, that. That would throw it. See, I, I'm I'm just I'm selfish, dude. I I don't want I don't want teams that have good running backs to add more running backs. Just give me a headache. Well, I, I don't want it. I mean, if we've seen, look, I like, I'm not drafting. I like Tariq Cohen uh, as a receiver, but as a rusher, um, he's questionable. And Mike Davis is a you know career three point seven yards per carry guy. I mean, yeah. he was fantastic in Seattle last year, but they ran the ball very very well. Yes, in uh, in Seattle, regardless of who was back there, Carson yeah, Penny or Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not totally sold that Mike Davis is a, this new player, and I, I think Miles Sanders would be a good fit. Jacksonville could be a, a landing spot for Sanders as well because they need backfield help. TJ Yeldon is a free agent, and Alfred Blue clearly is. What, Benny Cunningham's not doing it for you? They signed Benny Cunningham, too. <laughs> Benny Cunningham got passing down snaps. This is, this is why I'm saying that Miles Sanders hey. is an option for the Jaguars because Alfred Blue, uh, Jeff, Benny Cunningham. Uh, Jeff Fisher gave Benny Cunningham passing down snaps over Todd Gurley in 2015. Don't hate on Benny Cunningham. Jeff Fisher likes him. He got to be. He's got to be. That's reason <laughs> more not to like him. I'm messing with you. Jeff Fisher. The, Jag, the Jags definitely could go after a rookie running back. Or not not early, of course. I mean, they have a sunk significant sunk cost in Fournette, but Jeff. <laughs> I just got me thinking about Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher, when he was the the coach of the Rams. He turned chicken salad into chicken. Ch- yeah. And then McVeigh, you know, righted the ship there. So uh, anybody else that you have? This is just such at a- the running back position that fans should be I have an keeping an guys. eye on. I yeah, please. How about this one? Bryce Love. I know. Like, heck, what? A year or so ago, this guy was the hottest thing in college football at the running back position. And, yeah. and now you don't you're not hearing much of his numbers dropped off to his senior year. He stayed. That, and that's what killed him. If he right. came out as a junior, he would have been a very yeah. high pick. He mm-hmm. stayed for his senior year. His numbers dropped, and he you know, tore his ACL. Obviously, ACLs aren't what they used to be. But people are forgetting about him. I mean, he. I mean, if you watch college football, this guy, week in, week out, was one of the best players in, in yeah. all the country. For what it's worth, Eddie, I have not forgotten about him. I'm uh, glad you haven't. Uh, yeah, I like Bryce Love quite a bit, but he's just a total wild card in this mm-hmm. class. I don't know where his health is at. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um the final year efficiency drop off definitely is a little bit scary too. Um, again, haven't dug too deep into him, but uh, yeah, he's the total wild card in this class. I'm going to be really interested to see where he goes because if he ends up being like a f- maybe a f- late third or early fourth round pick, I'm going to be very excited for it. That that would obviously mean his medicals are all square. Right, like it's just a true ACL tear and he'll be fine. So the the issue is that uh, not only is the talent level not as as good as it's been uh, at the running back position over the last several years, but 
there ain't a lot of jobs out there, mm. you know? And and one team that does need a running back, and, and I think Love could be a fit there, uh, maybe Devin Singletary uh, out of Florida Atlantic, the Vikings. I mean, Dalvin Cook, and I love him. And if this guy could stay healthy, he's a top 10 fantasy running back. And it ain't even, ain't even a question. But he's played, what, 15, 16 games in two years? And the Vikings lost Latavius Murray to New Orleans. So if they could get a Singletary, if they could get a Love, all of a sudden these guys are potentially elite handcuffs. The, the Coming Viking, out as rookies. The Vikings uh, running back depth chart behind Dalvin Cook is currently Mike Boone and Amir Abdullah. This is what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> they need a running back. And they could get a damn good one. Hey, people and, loved Amir Abdullah coming Second, in. third, fourth round. I mean, they could get a damn good one, man. And, and, and Love could be that guy, could be Singletary, who comes in and backs up Cook. Because if you have Dalvin Cook and he's going to cost you a second or third round pick, you, you have to. You have to invest in his handcuff, assuming that that player is a worthwhile running back. And one of these guys is clearly a worthwhile handcuff if they go to Minnesota. Along the, along the same lines as the Chicago Bears, the Vikings' depth chart is still very stacked. Their offensive line is, I mean, we just mentioned every offensive line in the NFL basically needs help. Um, but yeah, they're another team that could definitely in the second, third round kind of surprise us and get a formidable depth running back because they don't really have any right now. Yep. So that's uh, the focus on the running backs here in the 2019 class. And Graham and I and Marks will be talking about the quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. Moving forward as we inch closer and closer to going to Nashville for the 2019 NFL Draft. All right, guys, we've got a special treat for you. Uh, Giants tight end Evan Ingram on the program with us. Evan, how are you, pal? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, uh, we love having you on. And uh, big, big expectations for you in, in 2019. I'm sure you have them for yourself. And fantasy fans also uh, are looking for a big season from you. Uh, and part of the reason is, well, Odell Beckham Jr. is no longer with Big Blue. When you heard the news that OBJ was getting traded to Cleveland, what was your first reaction? Um, I was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was shocked um, or surprised. I was just, um, was just, it was just kind of just a, a curveball out of nowhere. It was just like a normal day, and um, I know there was a lot of rumors going around, but I honestly didn't think it was going to happen. Um, but uh, when I got the news and. Um, saw that it was for real. Um, it was just, it was just kind of, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and obviously, uh, you, you hate to lose. I'm a good teammate um, that he's been, um, and I hate to see, hate, hated to see it. Um, but also, um, I'm still, I'm, I'm still a New York Giant, so I had to kind of, um, had to kind of um, get my head right and, and kind of up my training a little bit because I know what kind of the opportunity it brings. Right. You mentioned the opportunity, Evan. Um, over the last couple of years, the, the Giants have basically asked you to run kind of as a receiver. You, you play a little bit as a receiver. You run you know, over about 40 percent of your routes from the slot. What kind of mismatches do you see um, on the field, mainly as a you know, kind of a slot move tight end? And now that Odo Beckham is gone, um, are the Giants going to ask you to change your role at all? Or are you still going to be playing out of the slot more? How is that going to work? Um, I mean, I, I'm, I, I, we still have to see, uh, we report in a couple of weeks and, um, and I know, I know our, our, our coaches are, are already planning. Um, we had a, we had a, we had a solid little formula last year mm-hmm. when Odell was out towards the end of the year, um, of just kind of putting guys in different, in different places and, and finding ways to get Saquon, um, and Saquon in space and, and get him going on the, on the ground. So, 
Um, I, I'm I'm excited, honestly, to get back and to see uh, what they're thinking and, and kind of get the ball rolling. But um, I've always just been the guy that's going to do whatever I'm asked. And uh, my, if they ask me to kind of um, to, to beat to work on some more receiver stuff and, and kind of work on that, um, then I'm going to do it um, to my best ability. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, you know how the Giants had to alter things when OBJ went down uh, w- with the injuries, and you saw your numbers rise exponentially uh 8.8 fantasy points per game in the first 13 weeks with obj 16.2 points per game without odell beckham jr that number that number's got me excited i can tell you that right now evan because you are certainly moving up at the tight end position and people people forget i mean like fantasy football owners like we're very fickle we're like what have you done for me lately you know but people forget you had one of the greatest rookie seasons of any tight end ever, okay? And I did a little research for you so you can have some fun with this, okay? This is all time, okay? And we're talking about PPR scoring, points per game. Rookie tight ends, number one, Mike Ditka in 1961. You want to see the numbers he put up. It was ridiculous. Number two, Keith Jackson. Number three, Charlie Young. Number four, another giant, Jeremy Shockley. And number five, Evan Ingram. So, Evan, you had the fifth best rookie season of any tight end in the national football league ever ever that's pretty good company right there yeah, man those are, those are those are some big time names yeah um, those are those are those are legends in my book um so that is that is pretty cool yeah um, but uh, it was like i said it was just kind of came in doing what i was asked and had some injuries and just kind of had to step up and I really think that, as you mentioned, you know, the opportunities are going to be there uh, in an offense that's going to change. You know, obviously you bring in a Golden Tate. He's running about 70 percent of his routes out of the slot. He's a big yards after the catch guy. Uh, so the offense is going to change and, and, and we all expect you to be a, a big part of it. Um, you were on the Dave Damashek football program yesterday. Uh, Dave is a good friend of ours here uh, at NFL Fantasy Live. And uh, Eddie had mentioned that you're interested in playing fantasy football. And that, that kind of piqued my attention. So so you've never played before, but you're totally down to play in this season. No, I, I actually have played before. You have? Okay. Um, through high school and college, my buddy back home has always had a league. Um, and uh, and I, we would always get in that. Um, and so, but since I got in the league, I was just, it was just kind of, it was, the idea of it was just kind of weird because I know how competitive I am, and as as, as competitive I, as I am on the football field and trying to get the win, like I know if I have like a, a Keenan Allen on the other side of the ball, and, and he's he's going off for me, I know it's going to be in the back of my head for my fantasy team. So I kind of felt weird about being in that situation, but um, just kind of I think I think I could kind of get over that this year and just kind of just have fun with it. So, Evan, you, you basically are saying if you are playing the Cowboys, let's say, and Zeke is going off for 180 yards from scrimmage, you kind of, and he's on your team, you, you don't really want to be rooting for Zeke in the back of your head. I can understand that. Yeah, and that's, that was a kind of sticky situation that I was kind of in. But I think if I do do it this year, I'm, I'm going to stay away from our, from our NFC East rivals. Um, <laughs> You'll be biased, biased against the yeah. NFC East teams. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to stay away from those guys. Anybody else will be okay. Yeah, and I think I have an opportunity for you, so we'll talk about that off the air. But, um, yeah, man, it would, it would be fun to get Evan and, and some of the uh, active players uh, involved in fantasy football. There are a lot of active players who do play fantasy football. Uh, my pal Demarius Randall from the Cleveland Browns, I'm trying to get him in. He's starting to get sort of into it as well. So, And, and fantasy football is, 
I mean, there are there are negatives, but there are far more positives, and it's great for the players as well. So um, I want to I want to see now. Now, if Evan's got the first overall pick, I mean, he's taking Saquon, or are you taking yourself? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking myself. <laughs> I, told, I told I told Dave yesterday that uh, my my guys uh, that did have the fantasy league. Um, they would they would mess with me all the time and told me every time I got traded or or uh, dropped <laughs> or, or moved. So I, I don't want to go through that again. Wait, so I'm just going to take myself and, and play it safe. Well, your friends are trading you. Why they're they're not great <laughs> friends then? <laughs> That's great. They're, they're mean. They just love to take shots at me. Anyway, they can. They're going it, to take it, some shots. It's so funny. So like Chris Cooley, who who obviously you remember, you're really good tight end for the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Really good fantasy yeah. player, and he was a big time fantasy dude. He told me a story. Wow where he played against the Cowboys and I'm a Cowboys fan. Not sure if you knew that. And if you don't want to talk to me anymore, that's fine. Um, but I'm he, hang up. <laughs> <laughs> he played against the Cowboys and scored three touchdowns against them in a the game. Right. And his mm-hmm. friend had Chris on his fantasy team and beat Chris. So Chris Cooley's so three touchdowns. Beat himself, beat, much. Yes. Beat his fantasy football that's team. That's great. Exactly. And then there's other stories too, where like Matt Hasselbeck, who's a big fantasy football guy had, uh, had himself and Brett Favre, I think. And he decided to play himself over Favre and it ended up working out for him. So this yeah, is great though. See, that, see, see, I think that, that me taking myself first pick overall is going to solve all that because I, it's going to, it's going to help me. It's going to help my team, uh, uh, beat my competition. And now I don't have to worry about <laughs> catching four, three, four touchdowns and I'm <laughs> out the playoffs or something. And you don't have to worry about trading yourself. I would assume you probably exactly. won't trade yourself. No. your own team. No, no, yeah, and MJD used to do that all the time. That's hilarious. No matter if he had the first round pick, he was picking himself. That's hilarious. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. So we also heard from uh, from from Dave that you are a Game of Thrones fan. Um, oh yeah. How so? So have you watched every season up till now, or do you have to catch I, up? Yeah, I, I watched every season. I do need a refresher. I'm gonna I'm gonna start on. I think I'm just gonna rewatch the last season. <laughs> Um, just to kind of get, kind of get refreshed. I kind of been on YouTube watching recap videos to mm-hmm. kind of get, to get my mind right. But I, I'm excited for this new season. Yeah, dude. I mean, we, I, I just can't wait. You got any predictions? Like, what's going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? <sighs> I, I just, I'm just ready to see this, this, this battle of the dragons because the, the whole seeing the seeing the White Walker dragon just threw me off <laughs> of the season. So I'm really excited to see these dragons go ahead. Yeah, man, me too. I, I'm thinking they got to turn the, the the dragon that is now the, you know, w- w- with the White Walkers, they got to turn them back somehow. There's, there's a possibility that it happens. They got to figure I, it out. I can see that. I if, like that take. Right? I, I mean, like, okay. if Melisandre can bring dudes back from the dead, they could flip a, a, a good dragon to an evil dragon back to a good dragon. Yeah. Now, I did see something crazy about maybe Hodor becoming a, like, Coming back as a white walk, as a white walk. Oh, Eddie, we didn't think about that. That would be that would be kind of that would throw that would be a huge curveball. That would that would throw a lot of people off. Yeah. So so what what happens? That was one, that was one of the craziest parts of the show to me. That whole that, that whole, Hodor whole, episode. Whole Hodor story. Yeah, yeah, that Hodor episode was probably one of the most like gut wrenching episodes that they've done, and yeah. they've done some amazing episodes. But I'm with you on that one. <sighs> That that's that's an interesting take there. You know what happens if uh, you know if Jon Snow's got to come up against the the White Walker Hodor? Oh my gosh! Mm. Wow. Well, hey man, we appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day uh, to talk a little fantasy football with us. I'm excited. Listen, I'm getting I'm getting in, in a fantasy football league. I'm telling you, you are going to be playing in a fantasy football league in 2019. I can promise you right now, it's going to happen. I'm going to make sure it happens. <laughs> 
Okay. Hey, I'm I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Just uh, let's, let's do it. I'll, I'll hop in there for sure. We will do it. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Keep in touch. Uh, and you are certainly going to be one of the one, one of the more highly drafted tight ends once we get around to our fantasy football drafts coming up this summer. Good luck, my friend. And thanks for your time. Thank you so much. You have a good day. You too. Thank you, Evan. Hey, man. Great stuff from Evan Ingram. Uh, I'm a big fan of him going into 2019. I think he's going to end up being easily a top 10 fantasy tight end. So let's move on here to our final thoughts. Okay. And this could be anything. could be pop culture. could be football, whatever is on your mind. And what's on my mind right now is that. So this Dumbo movie came out, right? Okay. And you're thinking, I got to bring my kids to this movie. Dumbo Disney. It's got to be great. This was one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen in my life. And I only saw it because, you know, Matthew and we had a play date with one of his friends and all the parents went and we went and we saw this Dumbo. This movie, dude, I was almost crying. My girlfriend is sitting there, eyes are welling up. Our friends, it was so depressing. Like, I, like Matthew was like, you come out of the movie thinking, you know what? Human beings are a-holes. Like, it's not even about, I don't want to ruin it if you haven't seen it yet. But it was depressing, man. It's supposed to be for kids. The kid stuff's supposed to be uplifting. It's supposed to be fun. This one here made me, like, I'm like, I am just, I'm just disgusted to be a human being right now. I did see the previews a bit, um, and I was I went to I forgot what movie it was in my room, and he was like, "Man, this is Disney. It, it looks super dark." Just for yeah, a well, movie, I mean, it's which, Tim Burton, so like, sure. but yeah. So if you haven't went to go see Dumbo with your kids, you're and, and you're go. on the fence about it, watch like you know Wreck It Ralph or something like that instead. I don't know, like it was just Wreck It Ralph. I don't know. I, I wasn't. I just well, because that one I think is probably <laughs> going to be out on on digital at this Thumbs point. down from Fabs. I, no, <laughs> It was because it's like a kid's movie. It's depressing. It's a woke kid's movie is what you're trying to say. It was depressing. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. I just wasn't. I don't know, man. I wasn't into it. I can't get my mind off of the new Joker trailer. Uh, it just came out this morning. I know. Yeah, Eddie's shaking his head. It looks good, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It, it looks. It, I'm kind of. I'm kind of back in. Everyone's tweet. Uh, what I've been reading is like, well, DC has let me down, but I'm officially back in. Yeah, on I'm DC gonna. Now. I'm yeah. gonna go see it. I mean, like, DC's DC lets everyone down every time. Yes. Uh, Except, well, Wonder Woman was good. But sure. I think I think doing like a backstory uh, of the Joker. That's that's kind of gets me interested. That, that brings me back because that's a little sure. more original. But Heath Ledger did it so well. Yeah, but I mean, everyone. So well. I agree so with Jack Ryan Nicholson, saying, though. He's like the one of the few characters that you have no idea really of what his background is. So right. I think for us to see that as like how well, he became that, I think it's pretty cool. In the original Batman with Michael Keaton, we got a little bit of the background where he was, you know, he was a hitman, Jack Napier, that kind of stuff. But we don't we don't go any further back than that. Yeah. So I'm excited to see it. I mean, I, I thought I've seen the trailer. I saw the trailer this morning and it looks I mean, yeah, it looks it creepy. Looks it still looks really dark. Cool. Yeah, really, really cool. Yep. If DC can pull off a good. That's the thing about DC, man. They can't pull off a good like dark movie. You know, like if, if they would have just made Suicide Squad an R rated movie, it probably would have been pretty sweet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide Squad point. was kind of. But every movie they've come out with has kind of been dark. Like Wonder Woman wasn't dark, but like the Batman movies were kind of dark. The Superman movies were kind of dark sci fi ish. Mm. I was not a big fan of Wonder Woman. I know that's really? a pretty really? hot no, take. I liked it. I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, Gal Gadot. I mean, uh, how was, bad can it be? Yeah, it was it right. Was I mean, jeez. And in comparison to the rest of the movies that are DC, it makes it look like that much better. That's yeah, actually yeah. fair. That's actually relative to the right. Re- <laughs> if yeah. you grade on a curve, Honestly, yeah, if you grade on a DC now. curve, yeah. Wonder Woman was fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, to stick on the movie topics, I did just see Us. 
by uh, Jordan Peele. Was it good? Because like I'm, I'm thinking of going see it because everyone's like go digging see it. it. Go see it. But you, you don't like uh, it. You don't like it. It's you don't like I, it. And I'll try to do my best without giving anything away. Um, it's not well right off the bat. It's not as good as Get Out. And I think Get Out had the okay. had the one message and he conveyed it in just a masterful way. Mm-hmm. Get Out. He I mean with us he tried to I think jam in a bunch of different metaphors like make it in, like an allegory for stuff and it gets kind of confusing uh, mm-hmm. be- because kind of like there's a couple different twists that might be unnecessary. If that makes sense, and again, I'm not, I don't want to give too much away, but I, I left it saying, okay, uh, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Um, it was, I, I guess, a decent number two effort by him, but uh, I was not like I was really excited to go in to see like how could he follow up Get Out, and it, yeah. it looked scarier than than Get Out. It looked uh, to have like this like thrill like thriller suspense kind of movie, and it was just kind of okay. That's what it is. All right, now what are you more excited to see, Endgame or? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I mean, I'm a huge Game of Thrones guy. I mean, I am too. And I think the final season will be incredible. And it, and the one difference is that one's a bunch of episodes, you know, yep. hour plus episodes. And the first end games, I mean, three hours now, two minutes. And they said. they dropped a, a new trailer. Yeah. For end game. Yeah, dude. I, I, their the, their trailers have been amazing. My level of excitement. I, I don't know. It's it's pretty it's pretty close man with both of those i'm i'm with you and to, and to know that like this could be the last for captain america this could be the last for some other mm-hmm. uh heroes i i i mean i infinity war i loved i think thanos is like the greatest villain i've ever really seen so i i mean and I, i'm gonna be in nashville for draft so i have to find a movie theater down there to like to oh i'm sure they have them in nashville yeah so i need to find that i need to Nash Vegas. you'll be fine you'll be fine yeah i'm excited for that game of thrones coming out what uh the 14th right yeah right. Yeah. And then uh, Into the Masters weekend. That's going right. to be a good weekend. Masters and oh. Game of Thrones. That's right. Yeah, How H- about HBO's H- pretty happy with themselves. They come out this month. We have Barry back, V back, Game of Thrones. Doing it right. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. I, I can't wait for Game of Thrones, though, man. You know what I just got back into? Um, uh, my pal Scott Gripe, who, who works here uh, at NFL Network. I was out on The Walking Dead after Rick was gone. And then Maggie's like, you know... She just disappeared off the show. And I'm like, eh. He, he said, this season's been really good. I binged watched the heck out of it. I haven't watched the finale yet, but I watched the one before the finale. And I don't know if you watch Walking Dead. Yeah. It was freaking good, man. The first two seasons of Walking Dead. really good. The first two seasons of Walking Dead were fantastic. Third season was shaky. And then everything else after that just I'm telling, like, so I, I kept up with it. And I, yeah, there was like, there, there were definitely like, yeah, you know, I, you know I, I pulled a Dexter peaks on and valleys. And I, I was like, yeah, middle of this, middle of this. I'm just, but I, I mean, do it anymore. Eddie, I don't know if you watch it, but like this season with like the whisperers, I have heard it's, it's a little bit, it, it, it actually it got, back up. it got better. I think it's because they had to completely redo, redo yeah. and rethink the show because they kept running into dead ends. They were running into dead ends in the fourth season, and I was like, oh, yeah, they've still made three more seasons after when I bailed. I was like, yep. wow. But, yeah. yeah, I've heard the same thing. I've actually heard that this past season's been pretty decent yeah. relative to the last three or four. So, hey, man, if you're not studying uh, draft or not looking at creating hey. your own fantasy football rankings, we got some stuff out there for you to watch. I've no thought about that. I have certainly been... During the season, I have no time to watch TV or movies. Uh, dude, so like, none of us do. Yeah, February to July is the the prime time to yep. to catch up. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Evan Ingram, for coming in and chatting with us for a few minutes. And uh, guys, if you can uh, check out our podcast, rate, review, love, hate, whatever. Subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. Do all that for you. Um, have a great rest of your week. 
and we will see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places.